there's been some drama on Twitter, there always is, uh, this time involving CBC, Elon Musk, the Prime Minister, Pierre Polyev, and of course, everyone that's been watching this all unfold. So Twitter, obviously owned by Elon Musk, has made a move to stamp public broadcasters with designations. So to comply, CBC labeled itself as government-funded media. Then they issued a tweet saying that they were going to pause all their activity on Twitter, and then the drama has unfolded, which we're going to discuss with our guest. Uh, Annabelle Kwanhaze is a professor of information and media studies and sociology at Western University. She engages in interdisciplinary knowledge transfer and public outreach, and she's joining us on the show this afternoon. Annabelle, thanks so much for making the time. Oh, hi, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. This uh, this. Twitter drama that it has unfolded has a lot of different layers. Uh, let's kind of go back to the very beginning where CBC labeled itself as government-funded media. What do you make of that move and were they wrong to do so? Well, it, it gets kind of really complicated with labels because, you know, labels do carry a lot of meaning. So how you label yourself, you know, what, what that means to others, how people are interpreting the label, it's... Um, I think it really matters, and I think when, uh, you know, when, when Elon Musk uses these labels, um, he means a lot more than just the label. I think he's kind of signaling, you know, he's drawing people's attention to something that he thinks is important. And, you know, what worries me is that he kind of creates a, a kind of a suspicion around, you know, um, who these media corporations are. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's exactly what this has done. So CBC then changed their their label and, and changed it to say that they are 70 percent government funded media, which Elon Musk then called out. Uh, he said he issued his own tweet saying just trying to be accurate. Would they be OK if we said 70 percent government funded? And so it's really, I think, called into question, you know, the credibility of CBC. And uh, certainly it's it's ignited some some fears and some divides that have already existed about, you know, how much you can trust uh, media sources, in this case, CBC. So it's caused a, a lot of drama, of drama and I, I think I think real damage. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely, Chelsea. And I mean, I really like your choice of words here because, you know, when you say drama, that, that really means a lot to teenagers um, because a lot of what happens in high school, and I mean, when we, mm. you know, we ask our kids about it, they will say, oh, there was a lot of drama at school today. So absolutely, there's been this going back and forth with different labels, you know, how we're calling someone, you know, whether it's accurate, whether it's 70 or 69%. And, you know, it really doesn't feel like Twitter is kind of, being very serious about this, right? I feel like it's more like drama at high school rather than really, you know, um, realizing that we're talking about Canada's public broadcasting corporation and that this is serious and that it has a kind of huge, you know, impact long term and short term. So absolutely, I think drama is the right way of describing what is happening here. Yeah, it seems really petty then for Elon Musk to weigh in and, you know, it, what what it seems like he's doing is sort of calling out the CBC. What it, what interest does he have to even do that? I mean, where is he coming from and what's his real role when it comes to the CBC and his connection to it, if anything? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's why looking at this historically is, is so important. Um, absolutely. Where, where is this coming from? What does it mean to him? Twitter has been so personal to Elon Musk for so long. I mean, he's wanting to own it. You know, he's wanting to 
uh, run it, determine how it works for so long. I think he's finally there. You know, he's finally in that position where he can make those big decisions, create change, you know, create the kind of media platform that he's always envisioned. Um, and, you know, to me, really surprising that the first thing he would do is really target, you know, public broadcasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a natural kind of uh, first step. But I think long term, what he's saying, he wants this to be a completely open medium where anybody can say anything they want. But he also wants to highlight kind of interference, you know, or influence. And, you know, for one reason or another, he's kind of targeting, you know, public broadcasting as his kind of first step. Yeah, and sowing the seeds of mistrust and division, you know, and to and to what end, you know, kind of for for just for his entertainment, it seems very strange. I'm curious though why CBC would change uh, their their label on Twitter as being government funded, then to 70% government funded, and then once again to 69% government funded. So what's CBC's angle in terms of changing that so many times? And can you clarify their their funding structure? No, absolutely, Chelsea. And I think that has been part of the dispute because I think of, you know, a lot of the public broadcasters, whether it's, you know, the BBC or, you know, NPR in the U.S. I mean, we teach about that in university. So for us, understanding, you know, the structure of, you know, how these broadcasters work is really central and it's an important part of citizenship in Canada. So absolutely, like understanding how public funding works, you know, how it influences uh, broadcasters is critical. But I think what has happened is that the labeling that Musk has used kind of doesn't really um, accurately reflect, you know, the funding, you know, that exists, the laws that the different countries have, right? So he's been trying to use these very vague general labels across all public broadcasters, you know, whether it's New Zealand, uh, the UK, the US or Canada. So, for example, in Canada, I think uh, we have, you know, again, every country is very different. So we have a kind of unique uh, form of funding where, you know, the CBC doesn't just rely on, you know, public funding. It actually relies also on advertisement. And whether we like it or not is a different thing. So I think what they're demonstrating here is that, first of all, it's so critical, you know, for the public to understand that they are arm's length, right? That there's kind of that editorial independence that public broadcasting has, but also to understand that the CBC and other public broadcasters struggle often uh, to gain sufficient funding to run. So uh, I think that's part of the reaction here. Yeah, you know, I guess in, in some schools of thought, you know, by doing this, by making this change on Twitter to try to, to stamp each uh, broadcaster with some sort of designation, it does provide some transparency. So people understand how their media outlets are are funded. Uh, but the CBC operates under the terms of Canada's Broadcast Act. So it means that any sort of government interference would be illegal, right? Oh, Chelsea, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is that, as you said, the transparency piece is so critical. And that's why it's hard when things are happening so quickly on social media. And, you know, Elon Musk kind of hands out these various labels, you know, it just creates a lot of confusion in people's minds. And I think that, you know, he's really not achieving any kind of transparency. Um, Rather, he's creating a a lot of confusion, um, but also misinformation in terms of you know, how, how these public broadcasters um, really um, kind of operate. And I think your, your point, you know, about the Broadcasting Act 
um, is really critical. So, I mean, these corporations like the CDC, you know, they they have a lot of, you know, um, internal, you know, regulations, internal processes about stories that they run, decisions that they make around what stories. And, of course, you know, trained journalists, you know, who, um, you know, tell you know, tell Canadian stories. I think that's another thing that is really important to highlight here, right? They tell stories from a Canadian standpoint, but that, you know, weigh um, a lot of the key kind of uh, principles of journalism. So I think that, you know, through these kind of labeling and these kind of murking of the waters, it's it's really having a, a negative impact, creating a lot of suspicion and further misinformation. There's been a lot of people that have weighed in on this, uh, including Justin Trudeau, including uh, Pierre Polyev as well. It's been uh, it's been an entertaining uh, fight on Twitter, to say the least. Uh, Annabelle, I know that there are a few more questions, especially ones that are coming in comments from our listeners as we're having this conversation as well. So uh, I want to keep chatting about this with you, but if you'll bear with me, we do just have to take a sh- very short break. We'll come right back into this conversation in just a minute if you'll hang out on hold for one moment. Annabelle Kwanhaze is a professor of information and media studies and sociology at Western University. We're talking about CBC pausing Twitter activity after being labeled government-funded media. We're going to get back into it in three minutes. Welcome back. Talking about changes on Twitter involving the CBC. So uh, Twitter uh, now made some changes to stamp public broadcasters with designation. So CBC was labeled as government-funded media and then paused all Twitter activity. Uh, Elon Musk then called them out, saying the Canadian Broadcast Corp said that they're less than 70% government-funded, so we corrected the label. Then CBC's Twitter account was labeled 69% government-funded media, and the whole thing has just been very dramatic and I think people are wondering now about the funding of CBC. Certainly it's raised some previous skepticism about their funding structure and whether or not you can you can trust a media source that's partially funded by the government. Can they ever really truly separate from that with their content? Uh, it's There's conversations that exist like that on Twitter and then of course there's conversations on the other side saying well Elon Musk is just sowing the seeds of division and he's in the wrong here. So we're talking about it right now with our guest who's a professor of Information and Media Studies and Sociology at Western University, Annabelle Kwanhaze. Thank you so much, Annabelle, for uh, for hanging on hold. I really appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely, Chelsea. You know, there are there are people commenting on the fact that, you know, they've had issue with CBC for quite some time and uh, that we should clarify that this isn't just uh, CBC being labeled. This is other public broadcasters as well. So and and international ones as well that have been stamped with this designation. So this isn't necessarily just a targeted attack on CBC, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think the reason why you know, I do think about it as a targeted attack in some ways is because there's so many accounts out there. There's so many different, you know, from, you know, media corporations, privately owned media corporations and so on. Um, you know, why target five or seven accounts? <laughs> That's the thing. And, you know, why start with some of the bigger, well-known, you know, actually some of them highly regarded, you know, uh, broadcasters It just, you know, to me, that feels kind of targeted. And there are people that are making points very similar to that on the text line. I think Tony makes an interesting comment. He says, do we think that Musk would do this if government in the U.S. and Canada were Republican or conservative? It seems he's trying to fuel this anti-liberal agenda by drawing a parallel specifically between liberal and Democrats and biased media sources so as to push his political agenda. What do you think of that? I think that's a good point. And I mean, to me, 
The other thing is some of this feels as a distraction. I mean, we're dealing, you know, in Canada with, you know, big challenges, you know, climate change, education, healthcare. These are big questions. And I think as Canadians, you know, we do want to kind of understand what are the problems and what are solutions moving forward. Um, I think this kind of labeling and going back and forth um, is not really going to help us, you know, find the solutions we need to some of the really big problems. And so to me, it feels kind of a bit of a distraction of some of the core issues that we need to be talking about. Annabelle, thank you so much for sharing your great perspective. Uh, I really appreciate and value your time. That's all that we do have. So I will let you go, but uh, appreciate the conversation. Well, thank you for having me, Chelsea. Of course. Take care. Bye-bye. Annabelle Kanhaze, who, uh, as we said, Professor of Information and Media Studies at so- and Sociology at Western University.